Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and I have Darcy here. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. We sound different, hopefully. Hopefully you think, wow, they sound different because I paid a lot of money for a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it sounds good. Uh, and if it doesn't sound good, let me know and I'll send it back. But if it sounds good, let me know or you know, write a review and say, hey, this sounds even better now it's going to be more tolerable. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So you and I were talking about the lesson that is coming up next week for the young men and the young women about pornography. And you came up with this really great analogy that I loved. And I want you to share it with everybody. Really? Absolutely. I want you to share. You're so good at this. (laughs) You're so good at these analogies. And I love this one in particular because when we talk about sexuality and you know usually we're talking about pornography and we're worried about this one thing but this is in the in the broader context of pornography and it's it's sexuality and this analogy was so good about this imagine if every time you talk to the kids about swimming you talked about all the dangers that water presents Right. You you just talked about how scary water can be and how if you get into the water, you could drown. And if you were going to the ocean, you would talk just about the the um, undercurrents and how they can suck you in and, and pull you out to sea. And you can, you know, get stuck in those and you could try to swim as fast as you can and to get out. But they're just those currents are so strong that they would just suck you in and, and pull you out to sea and you would eventually tire and, and drown. Or if you talked about the sharks in the water and how they could eat you or, you know, just all of those kind of ideas surrounding water. Like if you really think about water, water can be really, really scary and it can be really intimidating and it can be a great fear that people have. Um, And so imagine if that was the approach that you had with your kids surrounding water, and then all of a sudden you plan your dream vacation to Hawaii, and the water is beautiful, and it's warm, and the sun is shining and so beautiful, and your kids are scared to get into the water because for their entire life, you've taught them how scary and how dangerous water can be. Just imagine that. Like, I feel like so often that is how we approach sexuality and pornography with our youth in in the gospel, in our homes, and 
I am committed, we are committed, Zach and I, are committed to changing this conversation from fear to love. And I love that idea that, you know, we are all really familiar with water. We're also familiar with the ways that water can be dangerous if we aren't paying attention and we aren't purposeful in the way that we go about interacting with it and that sort of thing. And when we analogize that to our children's sexuality and don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to think about our, you know, 11 year olds and 12 year old boys as people who have a sexuality. I, or girls, right. Nobody wants to think about that. But the truth is, is that that's where they're starting to come into their sexuality and start to learn about it. And if all we ever did was talk about, Hey, porn is bad. Porn is sex. And also it's scary and dangerous and disgusting. And now by the way, five years, six years from now, you're going to get married. Or I guess if it's, you know, if it's 12 year olds, it's like 12, six, seven, eight years from now, you're going to get married. And now you have to totally change that narrative for them around sexuality. That's not super helpful. And when we take that extreme view, we are kind of handicapping, capping our kids, right? We're, we're making it so that they are finding it difficult to flip a switch and become healthy, grown people with healthy sexuality. And so we find that oftentimes that bleeds on into, you know, porno- turning to pornography out of curiosity and also out of, you know, just this sheer desire to figure out, well, what the heck are my parents talking about? And then moving into a place where they don't know what to do because now they're broken and, and they don't have a way to get out of it. Now, if you go back to that analogy a little bit more and you think about the idea of if all we ever do when we talk about sexuality is the don'ts, don't do this, don't do that, don't think about this, don't turn to this, don't, you know, all, all the don'ts, right? Then it's kind of like if we don't teach our kids how to swim, right, and they get into the water, they are going to drown, But if we take the time to teach our kids how to swim, to teach them the skills that they need to survive in what could be considered dangerous waters. I always say that the only, only, you're only having two things, one of two things when you're in the water, right? You're either having fun or you're dying. Yeah. And we're essentially teaching our kids to, to fail, to die in the water on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So... That is just what comes to mind when I, when I think about this is how do we teach our kids to, to be able to swim, to be able to understand their sexuality as a God-given gift instead of this thing that's scary inside of them that, that makes them feel like they're broken or like they're less than or that there's something wrong with them because they are a sexual being. So to that end, I think we want to teach two things today, two very specific things that we hope you can start to implement in your conversations with your children about pornography. Number one is we need to teach our kids swimming skills. And when I think about swimming skills in terms of the gospel and even in terms of our sexuality, I think about probably the three most important principles of the gospel, which are agency, repentance, and the atonement. And knowing these skills is going to be essential for your children as they do come across pornography, because they will. 
the truth is, is that they will. We've talked about this before on the podcast. And rather than shaming their sexuality and shaming them for seeing pornography, you know, it's interesting. We talk about, um, so the, the lesson coming up in this upcoming Sunday school lesson. It's not Sunday school. It's, yeah, it's young men's and young women's. But the lesson coming up is about uh, how to well, resist pornography. And that's the title. That's the title, right? How to resist pornography. And the truth is that if that is the position we're taking, that you must resist it at all costs and you must never, ever see it ever in your life, then we've set our kids up to fail. And the truth, and what we want to bring out is it's probably going to happen. And here are the tools and the skills that you need as a parent to help your kids and to teach your kids so that they can navigate those waters without thinking, oh, I'm, I'm already a failure. So let's start with agency. Understanding agency is key to exercising agency. And to have agency, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, you have to have three things. You have to know what's right and wrong. So you have to know what's right for you and what's wrong for you. So for instance, I like bacon. Darcy does not, right? Darcy doesn't eat meat. So what's right for me is that I eat bacon, and what's right for Darcy is that she doesn't. And that goes from silly little things like that all the way on up to do I watch pornography or do I not watch pornography? Is pornography good for me? Is pornography not for me? And your kids have to know what that is. And, and I don't think there's a lot of confusion there. We're like, yeah, let's not do pornography. That's a pretty common reality for most members of the church. We're, we're probably already there. Second thing within agency is you have to have consequences. So we, we talk about those not from a place of fear, but from a place of this is, this is a possibility of what can occur when you choose to view pornography and you if you choose to view it regularly, then that's going to cause a different set of you know consequences, and it's going to impact you in certain ways, right? So, if we talk about the consequences of pornography within a marriage, that means that you know you might be creating real conflict between you and your spouse, and she might then feel less than because of you know what you're viewing for young men, and vice versa, by the way, for young women. They, when they choose to view it, they might, you know, have a spouse who feels less than. They also, uh, and both sexes are going to experience this, uh, they also might have a situation where they feel less than themselves, right? So there's self-confidence consequences. So we, we talk about the consequences. I think it's also really, 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 really important How to important? not, super really, really, <laughs> <laughs> to not talk in absolutes. Right? Do not talk in the sense that this consequence, right? This will destroy you. So it's this absolutely imperative and you definitely must talk in non-absolutes. Yes. <laughs> right? Don't say things like this will destroy you. This will ruin your marriage. This will trap you and pull you down to depths that Yeah, it's gonna is, destroy your marriage. It's gonna yeah. destroy your life. It's gonna, you know, all right? that. Right? Because it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When you begin to believe those wills, then it becomes your reality. So even just say things like, hey, it might destroy your family one day. It might destroy your self-esteem. It might, you know, and not use the it will. The absolutes. I, I love that. That is one of those wonderful things where all of a sudden we can just turn down the heat a little. Yeah, and just open yourself up to 
a new way of thinking about it, right? Because we we often turn to the absolutes when it when it comes to pornography and and what it will or will not do to you. Yeah, absolutely. The next thing that comes about in agency is the capacity to choose. This is really really important because every time your kid chooses, they're exercising their God given gift of agency. And sometimes they're going to choose things that don't fit into the narrative of what you want them to do, right? That's how people operate. They choose things that don't fit into their morals sometimes. And we, how we approach their choice is going to be really important. So understanding their agency, that they, do, they can say yes to pornography, even if we don't like that they will or that they chose it, and then teaching them, well, you can choose to view pornography. Or just like with alcohol, oftentimes we say, I can, but I choose not to. You can also choose not to. And you don't have to feel like you're stuck or trapped or broken by this. This is about you taking responsibility over your agency and exercising it. The next thing that comes in this particular swimming skill set is being able to repent and having that capacity, wanting the ability to repent, to change, to become something different than what you are, that's essential. And I like to think about repentance as having a new mind, which is the, the Greek root of the word uh, repentance in English. That's It comes from the Greek root metanoia, means to have a new mind. Well, what's your mind if it's not your thoughts? And if we can think about what it is that we're doing differently, if we can think, I am choosing this and I can choose not to do it rather than I'm a terrible person and, and I'm a horrible individual and I'm never going to you know be worth anything, then we might be better positioned to actually make the changes to become more like our Heavenly Father and to choose who it is that we want to be rather than feeling like we are trapped, stuck, etc. So recognizing repentance as a choice and as a change of mind will begin giving them the, the opportunity to actually use it in their life. The third component in this swimming skill set is the atonement. Recognizing that the atonement is there to help you move past the mistakes that you made and focus in on repentance and agency. I love to think about the atonement in terms of this idea that it it overcomes the consequences of sin. Well, the consequences of sin are alienation and separation from our Heavenly Father. So now... We're not alienated and separated from our Heavenly Father, so we can focus in on praying to Him, seeking forgiveness through repentance, and making better choices the next time, rather than focusing on what happened and beating ourselves up, which is not super helpful in my opinion. Then the second major component that I like to talk about is modeling the skills of healthy sexuality with our kids. So what does that look like? What does it look like to model those skills. Well, I think one of the things is you have an open dialogue of what healthy sexuality looks like with your kids. Have you ever looked at pornography? I know that that sounds super scary, right? Yeah, tell your kids. Open the dialogue. Make it an open conversation. Also, maybe show some affection for your spouse. Be open about your sexuality with your partner. Now, by the way, not advocating to be <laughs> over the top or anything like that, but 
help your kids be aware of what a healthy sexual relationship looks like in a marriage. I love it because oftentimes Zach and I will hug or we'll kiss in front of our kids. And (laughs) half of the time, our kids are like, get a room. Get a room. And we're like, yeah, this is our room. Like We we bought this one. We own this house. They're all our rooms. (laughs) What are you talking about? But as much as they, you know, act like they don't, like that we sometimes kiss. the little ones they'll come and they'll like try to sneak in between us yeah <laughs> <laughs> or they'll join you know it, and, and it's just cute but sometimes they act like they don't want to see us hug and kiss or whatever but I know that deep down they do they like that they can see that we love each other that we care about each other that we're affectionate towards each other and I know that modeling what a healthy relationship looks like and what healthy um, connection looks like with my spouse is going to strengthen them and to help them step into that role one day when when they have a spouse and that they won't fear, you know. Fear what that looks like. Fear, hey, how do I, how do I interact with my spouse when I feel this way or that way? They can, you know, see the roadmap, and and we have paved the way for them. I, I, you know, you look in the animal kingdom and you see, you know, birds, for instance, they 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 train their young on how to fly from north to south and south to north. They model the behavior, and guess what? That behavior takes goes on to the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. We're we're asking you to do the same thing here. We're saying, hey, it's time to begin being that model, being the person that you think your kids need when it comes to healthy sexuality and being available to show them what that looks like. And modeling also, by the way, the behaviors of repentance and agency and seeking the atonement in your life. Yeah, and just reminding your kids that that they are sexual beings, that Heavenly Father created them with that that sexual power and that there's nothing wrong with that and that it is an amazing gift that they are given and that they are not broken because they are attracted to pornography right that that that's pretty normal right like they there's a reason why pornography is attractive yeah they're 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 developing they're maturing they are you know they're they're experiencing the hormonal changes in their body and in in all reality you know heavenly father made us to be attracted to the human body and and to be curious about the human body and to be curious about um sex and all of that right and so just because you have that your child has that curiosity doesn't mean that they're broken. It means that they're normal. And so the more willing we are as parents to have those conversations with our kids surrounding sexuality and healthy sexuality, the more our children can turn to us when they have questions instead of turning to to Google. Because if we aren't willing to have those conversations with our kids, somebody somebody else will. Google. Google, their friends, you know, the internet anything. So just remember that and be willing to be uncomfortable 
and have these conversations still. Be willing to be as uncomfortable as it takes to achieve your goals. Yes. I love that. All right. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We love doing this podcast. Again, it, if, this, if the mic sounds good, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if it sounds terrible, let us know. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash workwithme. That's zackspafford.com slash workwithme. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.